Drive safe, text win home with your human host, Josh Matthews. We, we got past the intro, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Totally, okay. totally clean. Good to go. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So here, you know what? Uh, my name is Josh and I am from Drive Safe Text Win Home and I am here with your name, Nicholas Valeka, owner, operator, proprietor of Wax Vessel. And if you want to throw records on the end of there as well, I guess it is a record label. So pleasure, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah, of course, dude. Like, uh, it's crazy because honestly, I've been wanting to like, I've talked to you every now and then when I've seen releases come out and sure. I've been wanting to talk to you just because I feel like what you're doing is something that should have been done when the bands were around. <laughs> it's, and you know what? And you've immediately, you know, sent me into a tirade. So I hope that you're ready because here comes 30 straight minutes of me just waxing poetic about bullshit because oh, you've please. exactly hailed, you know, hit the nail on the head on this. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's twofold, right? Because we're in the middle of, you know, this cool vinyl revival. And yep. I don't know if you remember, like back at the time, it's like everybody was doing vinyl because it was cheaper than CDs because nobody pressed vinyl. So it was like a true cool punk format. Okay. And because it was punk, there was no reason to do it if you actually were punk, I guess. So it just never <laughs> happened. <laughs> so I remember, I mean, who was it? Like Ferret used to do everything on vinyl. They do these 10,000 piece runs and they'd sell them for a dollar on Smart Punk or something because they, they, they couldn't get rid of them. So you have all of these, you know, see you next Tuesday and heavy, 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 low, low records that are, you know, super intricate and great looking and 3000 piece runs. And you can get them for $3 on merch now, right now. Like they still have inventory from 2008. Just damn, nobody cared. Right. <laughs> so we're, you know, in the middle of this cool vinyl revival, like we're in this big vinyl bubble and, you know, all of these people that kind of grew up on digital music or wanting to connect with you know large format art and you know the physicality of an album and you know not listening to singles and that's oh no i've opened here i go again another tangent oh this the album you know so, <laughs> yes dude no you know, keep we'll, going yeah. okay you know we'll circle back to that maybe let me make a note about you know the, the death of you know the long playing album and how you know metal's the only genre that doesn't have singles you know what i mean it, it's yeah so vinyl and these bands and honestly, I guess I, I now I've now I've sidetracked myself. But to your original question, yeah. it's, it is fucked up that no one did it. Yeah, and I was sitting there on the sidelines, and I'm like, you know what? Am I gonna have to fucking do this myself? I got, <laughs> like I didn't want to do it. Like I just wanted to buy them. Like, yeah, I didn't want to run a record label, you know. But <laughs> I used it as an opportunity to do the releases, you know, how I would want to buy them. I'm like, yeah, I wish someone had like a really you know, collector focused record label, like who's making records for purely the Instagram crowd, you yeah. know, like nobody's doing it. No one, because you know who buys records, record collectors, like the casual fans, that's not really driving the record industry, you know, exactly. like, you know, who's making these, you know, record store editions of albums. Like we're not Lana Del Rey. We're not selling a million units. Yeah. Right. So let's make shit cool. Let's make it low run. You know, and then, in, you know, there, there's Wax Vessel. That's kind of the, you know, the credo, I guess. You've stumbled onto why it's low run niche stuff on, you know, opulent formats and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And without getting too, you know, <laughs> blowhardy about how, you know, punk I think it is to have all of this like weird ornate opulence on all these like DIY gross bands. I think that juxtaposition is super interesting and like ironic and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But 
<laughs> at the end of the day, like, you know, we all just love cool records. Yeah. And all of these bands were, you know, underrepresented. Like they never got their time in the sun. Yeah. And I think it's cool that in the midst of this, you know, revival that we can also have, you know, another revival going on. We have a vinyl revival and a MySpace revival. Yep. And then, you know, how, how is there no other MySpace revival vinyl label, right? Like maybe Silent Pendulum a little bit. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, but, but ooh, hold on, I gotta take a breath now. That was, <laughs> you know what? And, and you gotta give me a second, like throw me another question in there or something. Like I gotta reformat my thoughts here. I think that was all my material. I'd saved all that up. And you know, now I got nothing else for the rest of this podcast. Dude. <laughs> dude well no like how you said silent pendulum like i get that but the thing is like you are doing the bands that like i don't know like dude when when i cuts right i I get what you're saying yeah Yeah, because dude honestly uh, i uh, like a long time ago one of my buddies told uh, told me about tower of rome and he showed me i was like oh uh, tower of rome sorry uh and i was super stoked and then and then i totally forgot about him and then once your label popped up and i saw tower of rome i listened to him and i was like holy shit I cannot believe I did not like worship this band. And right. it's, it's, Ooh. and that's what it, it's fucked up because it's, it's all of this concentrated talent. Right. And it's like, it's, it, all of these bands are your favorite bands, favorite bands. Yeah. You know, like, like it's a label for people who like labels. Yes. I guess. Yes. Because me, I'm not so much like a band collector. Like I'm a label collector. Like every time like throat runer puts a release out, I buy it. Cause like, I think throat runer is a great label like you know unique leader or like the artisan era like i follow labels like i'm one of those guys that think that labels aren't bullshit right you know and and that's and that's a whole other conversation on why i think people that think labels are bullshit are bullshit you know (laughs) so you know we can circle back to that but I, i follow labels and i think having all of these kind of little niche fringe bands yeah i i think I think the extremes are fun, right? Yeah. And, and all of this, you know, MySpace as a genre, like I really like that time period because it was just a race to be the most extreme and unlistenable, right? There was yes. never a chance for commercial appeal, you yep. know, so they were 100% doing it for the music. And it was, you know, the interesting thing about it, or, you know, the thing that I like is that it was the birth of the internet. Like there will never be another time period in music where, it was not, you know, before the internet and all these bands were kind of caught in this weird transition period where like for the first time you didn't just have to make music for just the fucking small town you were in. Yep. Like tower of Rome could have never existed because there's not enough people that like tower of Rome in a 100 mile radius of tower of Rome. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So like, you know, this internet, it's like all of these, you know, people like figuring out how to be a band on the internet. Like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. Like if you go back on the Wayback Machine, it, it's like they were onto something. Like I was looking at these stream numbers on MySpace, and it's like, you know, Tower of Rome, like four million streams what? on these singles, like on MySpace. Like it's insane. Like you no know, like even these like these dumbass local bands, because of the power of the internet. Like here's one. So like you know the band Oh, like they did the album Tenties. Like it's like some dumbass like Denver deathcore band, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I was looking up their MySpace. And like their cool song, you know, like Sluts with Nuts. Yep. Just a yep. total ironic, you know, dumb song. Million streams what? on MySpace. A million. Like it's, you know, so all of these bands, they're tapping into the, you know, collective consciousness of, you know, online music and they're figuring it out. And they're like, man, we got to, you know, 
leverage all of these social medias. Like, let's make a breakdown video and put it on fucking YouTube. Like, everyone's discovering all this. There's ne- it was never a better time to be a consumer. Like, there was, you know, you know, tapes. You could just go online and just find the exact super fucking niche band that you liked, right? So you could get as deep into the rabbit hole as you wanted and find the most specific subgenre, subgenre, subgenre band. Yeah. And that's kind of where we landed. And that's what I love. Like, it's so specific. There's nothing like it now. You know, it was kind of like a little microchasm of a time period, which is why I think it's fair to say, like, MySpace is a genre. Because, like, yeah. that'll never happen again, you know? It's so <sighs> true, dude. Like, and... <laughs> <laughs> I Ooh. love the breath, dude. Oh my god, dude! If I breathe, like, then I like I have to take brain power, and I forget what I'm talking about. I'm gonna get sidetracked. So, <laughs> thank you for bearing with me. No, no, of course, no. Honestly, like, dude, I it's it, it's amazing because like I I love how in depth and like and like you're like a, a true like MySpace kid. Like that's me. I love yeah. I love that. And like and Wait, like the thing I, is, you know what you're talking about, and I. Oh my god, dude! Like, well, here's, nice to meet you. You're my best friend. Like, this is right. the sickest thing ever. <laughs> right. And here's what I'm saying: you're probably the same guy as me. Like, I was, you know, in high school, I was a teenager. Like, I had, you know, semi-conservative parents. Like, I wasn't going to a lot of shows. Like, exactly. I didn't have a lot of friends in the scene. Yep. So I could only participate in this scene through like internet culture, right? Yeah. And that was the first time that existed. So it was like we were on AIM, like we were on MySpace, like we were like breaking bands and. You know, here, fun fact: like I used to run Total Deathcore, like back in the Blogspot. No, days. What, are you serious? So, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that was dude. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> because of you. Oh my God, dude. That's so. Oh, dude, you just blew my mind. That's so, so sick. Yeah. You know, fun fact about Whack Vessel was that it used to be Total Deathcore, I guess. So that was, <laughs> you know, I did that, and we'd have the, you know, the little chat log. It like it was me and like Duckcore, and you know, like you know, yeah, all, like all of those blog, like Blogspot, RAR swapping culture, like that was. And then, you know, I went legit because I'm like, damn, it's like, man, all these bands are working hard. Like, maybe we should just like steal all their music. Right. But that's, you know, <laughs> that's part of my tirade for like people who think that labels suck actually suck. You know, okay. stealing music okay. is lame. But um, yeah, I was doing, you know, Total Death Course. So I was constantly like inundated with all these brand new bands and like going on the gauntlet and, you know, all, all of these kind of music swapping sites. And you just kind of get lost in it. And then like Facebook popped up and, they had profiles then and you could, you know, have your band on there, but you know, the magic was lost. Like there wasn't these oh, big yeah. sprawl. Like, 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 do you remember, let me think, what was your favorite band layout on MySpace? Do you remember? Cause mine was like Oceano right when they released depths or like the Browning. Do you remember how good like their layout was dude, on MySpace? Yes, like, it was ridiculous. It looked like a, like a perfect web page, dude. Like, right. It was beautiful. Like, you could tell I'm like, oh damn, like these guys are about to get signed, man, because they have like yeah. a nice ass layout. You know, they yeah, have a nice profile exactly. on MySpace, right? So that was, and you know, to kind of tie it in on the thing that I think makes Wax Vessel cool is that I do like all the art direction. You know, I I am fancy myself like a curator, right? Because I oh, want nice. everything to just be a hundred percent my vision. Because there's there's no other way to do it. Like all of these art files are lost. No one has the art anymore. Yeah. You know, no one has the tracks anymore. So it kind of came out of necessity and I'm like, damn, it's like, I think there's a real opportunity to like update everything and refresh everything and, you know, like it or, or not like it, it'll, yeah. it'll make you talk about it. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Which yeah. I, which I think is cool. It, you know, cause if I was just putting these out with the same art, 
I think it would be like, oh, cool, that's on vinyl. But like, why is, you know, why is this happening this way? Why is this guy changing everything? It's a huge yeah. overstep, you know, <laughs> playing yeah, God exactly. with these bands. But I, you know, <laughs> I think it's fun, but. Dude, no, no, it, it's seriously amazing. Like, dude, like, because I like, like, I, I will, I, I want to ask you for sure. Yeah, but like, my, my, like my first, my first vinyl, like ever was the Chariots uh, Long Live. And I just, it, it, that dove me into like the, I okay. dove into the rabbit hole and like so I what I wanted to ask you is what was your piece of vinyl that made you want to start like like are, are you, so you're easily an avid collector of course and, yeah uh, so I I've you know I have to shoot you a photo or something but I think I'm up to maybe four or five thousand LPs like I'm got like oh a my room God. in my house you know what I mean so it's you know a shrine right yeah and I I remember it vividly because I was in a fucking Best Buy and I'm like I'm like what like what are like Wow, I, I I wasn't I wasn't prepared to like stumble into vinyl because right? my dad was not a vinyl guy. Okay, he was, you know, I I always kind of approached records from the audiophile perspective. Yeah, that's yeah. how I grew up. So my dad was always taking me to like you know Rocky Mountain audio shows and like Axpanas, and we'd be you know auditioning stereos. Like he had oh, cool. you know fifty thousand dollars stereo. Just he cared about the gear, right? That's yeah, that's cool. So it was always from that context, like he never had records. Like as soon as CDs came out, he's like, yep, dip depth is way better, more dynamic range. We're switching over to CDs, sold all his records, you know? Wow. And then, you know, and then when digital came out, he's like, yep. He's like, I can do, you know, full, you know, full, full sample rate, you know, lossless digital and give yeah. it all my CDs and, you know, not have to worry about error correction and all that stuff. So then he got rid of all the CDs. <laughs> Damn. So, you know, I was, he's always like bleeding edge on getting the most out of the format. Okay. And, you know, while vinyl doesn't sound great, I think it has this kind of nostalgia and this romanticism. And I think yes. the, you know, fetishism of it makes it a lot more engaging than, you know, just a CD. Cause I did a lot of CDs at Total Deathcore, you know, and that yeah. was cool, but you know, who, who cares, right? At the end of the day, like I'm not <laughs> trying to be like a, you know, Mac CD loser guy, yeah. you know? <laughs> so like, that's not the type of label. I was trying to make something like really intimate and, you know, for just weirdos who want, extreme stuff specifically on like do you, ever, do you ever think about how fucking niche this is right now this conversation we're having happening like <laughs> we both have to like be in the united states and like speak english and like be on the internet and like care about this super specific subgenre and also about vinyl but also about <laughs> collecting vinyl yeah you know, also about collecting cool formats of vinyl and like also <laughs> you know like it's so specific and like we have to be into podcasts and be on discord right like yeah it's the crazy it's the craziest thing so that's who i want to make it for right like yeah. that was my goal i'm like let's just find 200 other fucking guys that that give a shit you know Dude, and that's why yes. the number was 200 you know because like it, yes. it's not for everyone so why make yeah. ten thousand and turn it into like commoditized you know bargain bin bullshit you know what yeah, i mean like exactly. i don't want to sell enough copies for five bucks in the future because i can't sell them all like yeah. I'd rather they be special and people miss out, but the people who have them like them more than, and that's what I think kind of drives the whole, I mean, Oh, excuse me. It's all good. I got it. Hold on. I got to take a breath. <laughs> so, <laughs> I haven't, I'm telling you, I haven't like spoken out loud in so long, this fucking COVID thing. You know oh, what I mean? Like, this is the longest conversation I've had in a long time. I'm, I'm forgetting <laughs> how to have multiple <laughs> sentences in a row. It's really quite crazy. But uh, the the big thing for me is that I always knew I wanted it to be, you know, no represses because I yeah. am a, you know, collector first, right? Yep. And it, it sucks when you have 
you know, all of these great variants of, you know, Pig Destroyers, Prowler in the Yard, and, yeah. you know, and then they're, you know, $300 records, and then, you know, Relapse represses them all, and they're $10 records now, right? Like, you spent 180 bucks, and then they got repressed, and now you feel like an asshole. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and for me, it was like, man, if we can make these artificially scarce, if we can make a culture around the records, then the hype for the secondary market will be a big enough driving force where I can always sell these out. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Because that's the biggest trouble with having a record label, right, is selling your records. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know. It's almost $6,000 up front to do a lot of records. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Like, they're fucking expensive. Like, that's why I sell them for that much. They're all handmade variants, you know, so that's 10 times the cost to, like, machine-fed swirls and solid colors right they have to yeah, shut yeah. down the machines and lay them by hand to press them whoa so you know my unit cost is on a 30 dollars record it's 27 dollars or so wow, i do 200 dude. you know it's six grand so that's another big part of wax vessel is like they're all pretty much sold at cost i'll make 500 bucks and then that just goes to the band so it's you know completely non-profit it's, you know, 100% of all proceeds to the band, super low run. Like, we basically break even just to get the records out into the world, right? Because I have a job. the biggest like, thing ever, dude. So it's it's really is just kind of like a hobby. It's like a passion project. So that's why everyone's yeah. like, press more, like, press more, like, do blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to make, you know, <laughs> like, there's no money to be made anyway. Like, we're just going to, I'm just going to make cool records. Like, yeah. Know. But um, that was that was a big thing. It's like, since the cost is so high... If I have one release that doesn't sell out, then that's it. Like I'm done. So I needed to create this culture that would move the records so they could sell out so I could recoup that money to the next run of records and then sell those. Because there's so many bands that need to be on vinyl. So it's just trying to create this momentum and create this secondary where, you know, I I have guys that buy these records that I talk to all the time and they're just buying them to take photos of them on Instagram. And that's fucking hilarious to me. Like that's the funniest thing. Like I love it. You know, like it's, it's. I don't like to deal in, you know, doing things ironically, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's something. I don't want to say poetic, but I think there's something really cool about all of these bands that nobody gave a shit about at the time. You know, like the Sawtooth Grin. They made a thousand CDs. They sold them for a fucking like ten dollars each, and they didn't sell. They they sold them all, but nobody cared. They didn't make any money. And now you've got, you know, these guys were paying $600 for a Sawtooth Grand LP, you know? And it's wow. like, but, you know, but were you there? Like, do you actually like the Sawtooth Grand? Yeah. Do you yep. just want to be a part of the culture? And I, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you a fan of the label? You're a fan of the band? It doesn't matter. Like, your money's, it, 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 like, it's creating this mysticism. Yeah. And because of that, people say, what the fuck? Did that record just sell for 600 bucks? Well, let me check out this band. They better be good. And then it turns out they are good. And you just discovered the Sawtooth Grand. You know, yeah, and then you're like, damn, this, you know, this band's fucking crazy. Let me check out some of these other bands. Oh, what the fuck, Destroyer, Destroyer, they fucking slam too. And then you you go through this catalog, and it's like, oh man, I think this label, you know, this guy likes bands that I like. And then you you buy the next one, you know. But then guess what? You you can't fucking buy it. It sells out in one minute, dude. I know, (laughs) right? And then it's it's like, what the fuck? And then you you get mad, and you have to go back and you know, trade all of your other records for one copy of them, <laughs> trade that. Like it's, it's just, it's the craziest experience. And I, I think I love watching it unfold. Like I love creating a community out of these bands that never got the community at the time. It's a retroactive community for bands that didn't get, you know, the limelight they deserved at the time. Cause now it's, you know, 
you can't not talk about the sawtooth grin and nobody was talking about that at the time yeah you know, but now it's at the forefront of internet music culture which i think is you know the craziest scene like who would have thought that like you know <laughs> where we'd be in 2020 is kids yeah. like swapping merch and buying records and and fucking windbreakers and sit like this it, like the specificity just blows my mind you know we we are all just online music collectors like it's just so such a weird industry to be in you know it's, yeah. it's, it's so crazy i love it dude see and and like dude like what you just said like that like is is such like a, a beautiful thing like you you are doing it for like for the like you, you're for the people dude and that's the that's the sickest thing about it dude like you it, that's amazing. Well, it, I, my, my thought originally was, it's like, man, Nick, do I, you know, do I do it to get rich? Do I fucking Scrooge McDuck my way into the music <laughs> scene? And, you know, I'm like, no, it's like, like there are 10,000 people are going to buy Sawtooth Gwyn records. It was always going to be small time. So yeah. why not make it extra small time, but like mm -hmm. really exclusive and cool. So that yeah. was, you know, kind of the, the context at the time. And I'm like, you know what, if it's going to be this small time, like, let's just, also making it make it a nonprofit and just donate all the money and just you know do all of this because at the end of the day like i get a copy too for free like that's that's my payment and that's, oh, that's sick, you know dude. a copy i would have bought anyway so yep. you know works for me <laughs> like i get to make a record exactly for me exactly the way i want it and then i get one you know and then i sell it like it's all fun so dude so okay okay so then um so with like of course like like the design like how you said like like you like to like put your hands in everything which is yeah. sick dude like like so you like for like even like the vinyl color do you, do sure. you think of like yo like i want yellow red purple and like oh, you so let me i guess i'll give you the start to finish of what of what the process kind of looks like right please yes so i will really i'll just kind of reach out i have a little you know three paragraph template and i'm like <laughs> hey you know i don't i don't know if you know me but i'd love fill in the blank on vinyl and I kind of just go to like I, I go to my cd wall and like pull a cd out and go through the liners and find all the band members and then try to find them on facebook and then okay. send all those members a facebook message and then none of them ever get back to me so <laughs> then I, you know so then i i do it a thousand more times and by the time maybe someone gets back to me right so i just really i reach out to everybody every band that i've ever liked and just the order that people kind of get back to me you know i'll, I'll, I'll do stuff then oh okay um, okay so they'll get back to me, they'll say, oh, man, that sounds cool, but we don't really have any money to, you know, press those. And I'm like, nope, like I, you know, front the entire thing, you know, the band is out zero dollars and makes, you know, it, so that's kind of the whole wax wrestle thing is that zero percent so of the risk, zero percent of the cost, but you get 100 percent of the profit. And I think because it's structured that way, people say yes, right? Yeah, like, of course, it's it, like what, like, what's the downside? They're like, yeah. um, okay. So it's really made, <laughs> no. it makes things easy, right? They're like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the number two question I get all the time is, it's like, oh, no, dude, I don't, I wouldn't want you to do that because obviously no one's going to buy that. You know, <laughs> like that's, <laughs> you know, they don't, I guess they don't get like, you know, they don't know. Yeah. So they're like, they're like, no, like who, like who's going to buy, who's going to buy this record? Like there aren't 200 people that like this band anymore. Yeah. You know, that band's, you know, they're like, dude, I was 16 when I made that. That was a decade ago. And I'm like, I know, like it's, it's bullshit, but like, hear me out. And then I, you know, kind of give them the spiel. I like link them to the Facebook and they're like, but Nick, I don't have any of the art files anymore. And I go, yep, that, that sounds about right. You know, that's, that's fine. <laughs> except, except for Mitch at Dance Club Massacre. That dude oh. 
he, he's like, I knew one of these days it would pay off to just hold on to every single piece of media we ever created for this band. Oh, no and way. He, did. He, he had an external drive and it had like logos, T-shirt files, art files, everything. And he, so same thing with um, with me and him calling us like Aaron, who, yeah. you know, was really kind of my, you know, it was me and him throughout this whole process. Like we started like in August of last year. He yeah. had everything, every photo, every show they ever played. He took photos of. So the entire book, it's like every tour they ever played. Oh, dude. You know? yes, like it's exactly. it's insane. It's a it's 150 pages of content. You know, oh, it's, dude, it's wild. Yeah. So you know yeah Ugh, i'm getting spun up just thinking about it like so that one's you know oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get back to that but you know like we don't have the art files i'm like you know what that's fine like i've got a guy you know i basically like get on a sheet of paper and i kind of like draw out what i want the cover to look like you know proportionally yeah because yeah. i'm just really big like you know visual weight and kind of color palette the rest of it i'm like you know like fill in the details or whatever but like this is kind of how i want it to look and then you know incorporate the colors from the last one like thematically i want it to look like this Exactly. I sent, it to, yeah. I sent it to Ben, you know, who basically reads my mind at this point, you know, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we come up with a cover and then I take all the tracks. Usually I have a CD, you know, I can rip the waves from, or okay. if the band has like the master bounces or the stems or something, they'll send me those over. I work with a guy named Zach at third eye studios. He masters everything for vinyl. We, nice. uh, get everything prepared, shoot it over to got a groove. And that, you know, that, that's the process then. And that's, probably going to change here in the future you know unfortunately is that oh, now that it's kind of getting to the point where you know like one release isn't enough like i'm doing two releases a month now kind of starting next month wow and it's just like you know the, the capital involved in that so it's probably going to pre-order here. i think having them as instant drops you know was really cool to start a label because everyone's like okay this guy's legit yeah he's not just gonna you know take my money on a pre-order <laughs> so i think it kind of proved the model and you know prove the label but now it's going to kind of switch over to like conventional label like we'll do pre-orders and have shirts and merch and stuff oh everyone says they want you know shirts and whatnot so all that stuff just you know it's slowly turning into not a hobby right like getting (laughs) to be like kind of a real workload so i'm like damn i gotta you know take my foot off the gas a little bit like we're gonna do pre-orders but you know process is going to be the same and you know that's really kind of what it looks like i guess operational um, and then I don't, I, I, I guess that's it. <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's so cool, dude. Like, especially, like, like I said, you're, you're finding the bands that everyone wants, especially like when I, like I, I've asked, I've asked you, like, I think two to four times about me and sure. him. I mean, I mean, everyone, I feel like everyone <laughs> sure. has. And, but, including uh, myself. Like that was, yeah. you know, I, I made a list in the beginning. I'm like, what are the 10 bands that I have to have? before yeah. you know to make this even worth my time like if i can't you know press me and him call it us like is it even worth starting a myspace <laughs> revival label you know exactly you know so that one was kind of iffy but you know destroyer destroyer robinson and um sawtooth grin all said yes right away so i'm like fuck like that's the big three like we're hell yeah you know, we're good so and then it just kind of steamrolled from there like every time a band got released a band that told me no was like well you know those those look pretty good like this seems this seems kind of cool because like Dance Club Master said no originally. Wow. They said Weird. no. And Tower of Rome said no. They're like, no, wow. like not worth our time. Like not going to get in. And then Ta- Dance Club Massacre saw Sawtooth Grin 
And they were like, damn, that rules. Okay, you can do Dance Club Massacre and then Tower of Rome sell. Dance Club Massacre, like, oh, you do Dance Club Massacre? Okay, you can do Tower of Rome. And it kind of became like this snowball-y type of thing. Wow. So it's really – and then that leverage, like I was able to like Dr. Acula then. Like they got – Yeah. You know, when it, they got an attorney and like got the rights back to their music and then kind of reformed and used it as, you know, a stepping stone to like, you know, start this new tour and kind of reboot their sound. Yeah. Um, with all the original members. on. You know, I got some, man, I wish I could get into it because there's some like ones way too big to be working with me bands. No are, way. You know, <laughs> like, okay. So, um, you know, okay. So, um, in October, <laughs> we've got, in October, we've got Crucify Kill Rot by Rose Funeral. Um, what? Right? <laughs> I'm like, why? No I'm, way. Right. I'm like, I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, there's no way. It's just like one guy doing records. This label sucks. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> So, you know, there's like all these big ones, like me and him call it us, like all of these like giant small bands, you yeah. know, all of yeah, these. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it, it's really been so much fun because I never got to like go out and mingle with these guys at the time. Right. So yeah. now everyone is my age and we've all got like families and jobs and stuff. And we just get to kind of approach it from a different context. So now we're just like fun, you know, record nerds and we're all just, you know, making a cool kind of artifact for the couple of people that still kind of give a shit about this, you know, genre from this time period. So it's turned into something that's maybe not even about the records. Like at this point, I feel like they're kind of like trading cards, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun still. I think, I think it'll be around for a little bit because I, I don't, I'm ever going to not be to be about 200 at this point. So yeah. we can just do it forever, you know? Dude. Yes. And that, that, that that's the, that's, that's amazing, dude. And like, and also I loved, how you just used it like as trading cards. That's that's the best term, especially for your label. How it's like, yeah, Yo, I, right? I got I got these three, and I will trade it for your Dr. Regular, <laughs> right. please. It li- right, it really is, and that's. I think it's funny that bands have become you know a currency, right? Because even you know you lose sight of it a little bit, and yeah. it's like, oh, I got my you know one Dr. Whatever, but then eventually, like after all the dust settles, like they're gonna be in the hands of people who like like these bands, and they're gonna exactly. listen to it. Like I've had people who are like, "Oh man, I never would have been introduced to this band without Wax Vessel," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, you know. So it, it's crazy amazing. to me that you can be, you know, a tastemaker and you can be breaking bands 15 years later. So I, I think that's a cool side effect of this label is that I still get to kind of do label stuff, yeah, but with old bands where history has already proved the winners. Like all the hard work's already done. It's not like, oh, I'm going to sign this band. I hope that they're good and people like it. It's like, <laughs> damn, I already know people like this band because I was around 10 years ago. Exactly. But then everybody forgot. And now all these you know, new people, they're like, oh, what the fuck? The Sawtooth Grid rules. I'm like, yep, I know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yep, glad you like it. That was a, that was a mystery. I didn't know if you guys were going to like it. Dude, th- like you have literally b- brought back like real life cheat codes at this point, dude. Like yeah, you, you, <laughs> you know it's, the it's video label game. on yeah, it's label on easy mode. Like it's yeah. so oh, it's dude. so low risk. I'm like, oh man, I wonder if people are gonna you know buy you know a black rose burial. Like does anyone like them? <laughs> right? Like everybody loved that fucking band. So dude, I yeah. I get a lot of shit from industry dudes. But, really? You know? Oh yeah, everyone oh, so easy. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, damn, you should do it too, then. Yeah, like, d- yeah, the exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, I thought of it first, dude. Why the fuck didn't you message him like crazy? I'm yeah, like, dude. I'm like, what the? I'm like, also, it's like, 
I would like you to do it because then I don't have to and I can just buy them, <laughs> dude, you know? Exactly, dude, exactly. <laughs> like, great, please. I'm like, there's so many bands that need attention. Like, you should just do one too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I've always had this kind of persecution complex. Right? Like people, like, because I, I, I work in mortgages. Okay. The, the type of mortgage that I did, it's kind of like a, you know, easy cheat code version of a mortgage. <laughs> cool. And even and even within that, people are like, oh, well, you that one mortgage. I'm like, yeah, but you could do that one too. It's like you should do that. Like, why yeah. don't you make your life easy, right? Give the people what they want. Exactly, dude. Like, d- dude, you just sound like an all-around awesome person, dude. Like, this is this is just so cool. Like, you're like you're doing it all for all the right reason. Like, you like knowing that you're just giving the money to the band is beautiful, and like you get a free record out of it. That's the that, coolest that's it. part. That's, I mean, because here's the thing: there's not that much work involved, to tell you the truth. You know, oh, wow. it's. I mean, I mean, there is. I, I guess I'm. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it doesn't feel like it at this point because it's fun. But yeah, yeah, I've got the system down. But it's it like it's intimidating. Like starting a label is hard, and it's like oh, I you know, with total deathcore. I was doing CDs, and I just got burnt out. Like everyone on the internet is a fucking entitled crybaby asshole, and it just you get yes. you get fucking sick of it, dude. Like <laughs> running a label would be great if it wasn't for all those damn customers, you know? Yeah, having to. <laughs> Having to answer that, if I could just print 200 records and then, you know, a nameless entity gives me all my money back and I throw them in the fucking trash, like I do that too. Like, <laughs> exactly. That'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> but it's, you know, and that's kind of why I had to make the group because blah, 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 like, what's this? Like, all they do is blah, 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 represses. I'm like, stop. Like, just leave me alone. Just, you know, <laughs> do your own thing. Like, <laughs> like, I've got so many dumbass feuds going on with like all these bands and like all these other labels. And it's like, I've really been trying to just, you know, keep, stay out of it. I'm like, I mean, I'm just trying to have fun. Like these are just, and that's another big reason why it's like, you know, completely nonprofit. Cause like, what, what can you say? Like, how can you call me an asshole if all the money is donated to charity? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> in your face. I got you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's I, the whole thing was very deliberately orchestrated to keep me out of scene drama, you know? And even that yeah, yeah. a little bit sneaks in, but I, it, and that's why you know the group exists like it's a lot of fun it's a nice place for people to just kind of swap records and shit which is really the thing that i'm into like i just want to look at cool records on the internet like i'm not trying to you know be fucking scene police and big dick people all the time so you know. yeah dude and, and what i love about especially about your instagram is that like you repost all those people and you genuinely seem stoked like like a band would like like you're not trying to cool guy anyone. You're like, holy shit! I just saw another Tower of Rome, and it's this different splatter. This is sick. Like, like it is. You... It is sick. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You bought my record. Like that rules. Like, thank you. You know. Yeah. Like, and it's it's to the point now where it's like basically the same hundred people buying them, and I'm like, man, basically, oh yeah, fuck yeah, I came in. Like, thanks for buying that record, dude. Like, looks sick. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna post it on Wednesday. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like it's <laughs> like it's like that's that's the power of you know, low run vinyl, right. Is that you can really kind of be engaged and, you know, have a lot of fun with it. And I, th- I think that resonates with people. Like I think a hundred percent transparency and not just like some faceless entity putting out records and just trying to, you know, capitalize and milk fucking collectors, right? Like, like that's, I'm not trying to put out 5,000 variants every 10 months to get all yeah. the variant collecting people to, you know, spend another hundred dollars. Right. Exactly. I feel like there's been a, you know, long history of 
vinyl collectors being persecuted by labels and you know finally some justice it's like you know the people that are on the internet you know you're on your you get the stuff and like this is for you and then everyone else that thinks these records are cool it's like you gotta pay to play like you gotta buy in like it's <laughs> it, like it's it's for the wax vessel peeps like you gotta you gotta spend the money which yeah, is the dude. ultimate the ultimate gift to the true wax vessel fandom right is that you buy a 20 dollar record i guess a 30 dollar record at this point yeah and it's like there is no con- there's no way at this point that that's not at least 200 bucks right for like any variant so yeah you know it's it, it guarantees that my stuff sells out which is the only thing that matters to me yeah. truly you know people <laughs> you know stood shit on me about flippers like blah, blah, blah. i'm like dude I don't give a shit if one guy buys all 200 copies and yeah. then sells them to you at 10 times the price. I don't <laughs> care because I sold all 200 copies and I got my money back and I get to do the next one, you know? <laughs> like I would have a label that only sold the wholesale, you know, if some guy wanted to make, you know, schmeschel and just buy all my records and then resell them and pass them off as his own, I'd say, fuck yeah, great. Got my money back. Dude, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Dude, it, that's it, amazing. It's all, it's all these things. Like it's you know, I get stuck in this loop because it, it. I finally get to a point where I feel like all you know, thousand people that kind of follow this label are cool. Like we all get it, you know. Yeah. We're like everyone knows what's happening, and then I put out a new album, and five hundred new people show up. And they're like, what the fuck? Like I missed out. Like I think your site's broken. I'm like, it's not. Like it just it just sold out. Well, that's fucked up. You should press more. You know, it's a Dude, <laughs> like, recursive, I... right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like I've seen people say, like, well. Well, you should do more. It's like, dude, no, like I love I love that you had the two hundred, like, okay, two hundred people like this band and two hundred people will buy this record. That's that's, yeah. that's a perfect number and it makes sense. Like it's 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 just enough to be stupidly collectible. And also, right. first of all, you have like the wax mage edition, so it's gonna be like right. out of negative three and like people are gonna <laughs> find it. <laughs> right. And, like, I mean, so it's it's gotten to the point now where because of I guess, you know, Wax Vessel is like a cool internet guy label. It's like if you're a <laughs> internet music guy, it's like, oh, cool. How many Wax Vessel do you have? Right? <laughs> yeah, so exactly. It's one of those. So, you know, right. <laughs> so by virtue <laughs> of that, I'm slowly working up to maybe 300, which is usually industry standard for small run. Like okay, I had to pay sense. extra to get 200 <laughs> because like it's oh, wow. such a small run. It's barely worth anyone's time. Like I'd do 100 if I could, you know. Oh, oh But um, it, it's tough with records because – there's just such a high amount of fixed cost. There's such a huge, you know, barrier. Like if you were to press one record, it would cost you $4,000. Just wow. the, the amount of fixed costs that go into pressing a record are so high that it only makes sense to press a thousand to kind of, you know, offset that cost through higher unit counts. You know, you can yep. break yep. that cost up amongst, you know, more units. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but here's the thing. It only works if you have people that are going to buy a thousand records. Yep. But it, it's hard to happen because records are also so you have to have you know a lot of a lot of reach to a lot of people that are vinyl collectors that you know want to spend the money on something like that which is you know small bands can't afford to do records right it's it's, yeah. it's too expensive it's too risky so that was the big hurdle you know for a wax vessel to kind of break through I'm like how do I make where you know me as a no name label can sell 200 of the most expensive records that you know <laughs> exist on the internet right so. <laughs> It it worked out okay, um, but yeah. But now it's kind of become a you know 
pop culture thing and you know more people want to you know play so i'm like okay we'll do 300 and if it turns out that fucks with collectability and it fucks with you know the whole community and stuff we'll go back to 200 but you know we'll, we'll give the people what they want we'll see what happens dude and honestly I, I i honestly don't see 300 being being that much like that much I feel like you will just ha you already have those extra hundred people that are already clicking their yeah. computer right now for that extra hundred. <laughs> like, well, here, I mean, here's the thing: I've got people in the Wax Vessel group that just hang out in there and don't have any records from me. You know, oh, they just wow. you know <laughs> they just want to be a part of the culture. You know, oh cool. So I think dude. having three hundred because it, it's also it's not. I think I like about Wax Vessel people is that I think because from the beginning it's been set up to be like a record label for record collectors. It's just yeah. a cool platform for people who were just into records. So we're always like, oh man, pre-orders for this just went up. Or like, oh, the variants on this suck. Or like, oh, the variants on this rule. And it's just a bunch of dudes talking about records, you know, which is a lot of fun. And I think yeah. it's 300, you know, keeps the collectability the same, but kind of grows the pool where more people can par participate. Like, all right, you know, we'll see what happens. I think, you know, if, if your stuff sells out, in 40 seconds then yeah maybe you can do another hunt and Dude, uh exactly know. no i mean see. honestly like like the, the the one record that i know i've messaged you on is like elijah's masochist like if you were to do that right. you could easily do i i feel like 500 and those would sell out like stupidly Ooh. fast no doubt and, and that's yeah. and, and that's tough right because yeah. i absolutely probably could sell 500 but I wouldn't want to because okay, I, exactly. if every person who wants one has one, then there's no secondary market and everyone who bought a $25 record still has a $25 record. That like makes I sense. Want, okay, yeah. I want them to be worth more. There has to be like this artificial scarcity, you know? Hell yeah, dude. That's so cool. But, you know, speaking of Elisa, like that was, man. So, I, you know, I definitely tried on that one, right? We just couldn't see eye to eye on a lot of elements of it. So probably <laughs> won't ever happened like they did not like the no repress part and i'm like really you don't really? like that you, you know i'm like right like why do you care like you know you yeah. like, so many i get a lot of pushback on that and i'm like what? why do you care it's been 15 years and you never pressed it anyway yeah. like, oh but yeah. now but now it's important to you that you press more in the future it's like come on yeah. so you know that one's tough but i think you know because there's no represses you can get people to buy one even if they only maybe like it a little bit just because they know it's in an you know investment yeah and you know they can use this is you know maybe they, they don't like this one but if you get a copy and there's a release that you know is in the future you can trade that for that one if you miss it so i, I think that's another really cool thing about wax vessels that you have people who are like kind of buying these just to kind of secure a spot in the future in case if they miss one, they can trade for dude, it. So the trading card—it's great for back. me. Yeah. Sells copies, right? Yeah, right, dude. And like, wow, like the, the whole idea of it, it just being off no repress, like that to me, like, dude, like as a, as it being in a band, like I love the idea of no repress, like, like that's okay, that's beautiful because it's like, dude, like. I know that I need to secure my copy and then all right. these people better want it. Like, and if they don't dude, it's gone for it. It's gone forever. That's it's, so cool. It, it, it's tough, right? Cause it is, it is a little bit of a double-edged sword. So yes, I exactly. think you can almost guarantee that your run will sell out. If you publicly proclaim no represses ever. Right. That makes so sense. I, I, yeah. re I remember, um, I don't remember the name of this fucking band. Hold on. 
Remind me to come back to this. But yeah, so you can you can sell out a release if you publicly proclaim no represses ever. People are like, well, you know, do I like this band? Uh, you know, they're pretty good. You know what? I'll just fucking buy it because 50 bucks. Yeah. And then I'll just sell it and, you know, who cares, right? It's an asset. Yeah, exactly. But, but you know, also, it leaves a lot of money on the table. Like, you know, bands like money. And that's yeah, yeah. 100% they're right. Like, that's – it's hard for me to reconcile, right? Because I want to make a cool – you know, record label for record collector collectors, but at that same time, like it does leave money on the table. Like all of these high secondary prices, none of that's going to the band. So yeah. it's you know, it, it's tough for me because I want to do right by these bands and I want to get them you know paid because you know artists deserve to get paid. And yeah. it's tough to make money in in 2020 as a band. Oh heck yeah! So right, or just even in general. So uh, you know, this model. It, it, I mean, it, it's good. I think it's good, but you know, also, like those early records that I did, they didn't yeah. have inserts, they didn't have lyric sheets and stuff. I, you know, I couldn't afford it. The model was still kind of unproven. Like, you uh-huh. know, yeah. first five releases took weeks, a month to sell out, and I'm like, fuck. Like, I guess this is what it's going to be. Like, I got to get these costs lower to okay. get people to buy these. So, you know, in hindsight, like, yeah, I kind of wish I could be pressed them. I think I could have a nicer product i could have nicer packaging you know they could they could be nicer and more people could enjoy them but then that kind of spits in the face of the 200 people that you know really kind of supported you there in the beginning yeah and you know a lot of people get on my ass about it and like, what about you know the true fans of the band like blah 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 i'm like <laughs> motherfucker the internet exists just like listen to it on a fucking cd like listen yeah. to it on apple music listen to it on youtube like you don't have to listen to it on vinyl exactly like, the vinyl is it, it, its own thing like we're all doing this because we are record collectors and collecting records is fun and you know limited records are fun and the thrill of the hunt is fun yes. like it's, it's i would say it's almost not for the true fans because the true fans just want to listen to the music and you know exactly you know you can't do that if you don't have the record spending you know 500 dollars to get a record right yeah. so <laughs> you know this is almost outside of for the you know the actual fans of these bands i i don't, I don't know it's it's something that's tough for me to reconcile cuz i i get that criticism a lot and that's how I rationalize it is that, you know, if you're a true fan, you want to listen to it, like buy the CD. It's on eBay for $10, you know, listen to it on Apple music. Just listen to it on YouTube. Like you can listen to it. Yeah. It's not like this is the only way to listen to it. And I've, <laughs> exactly. you know, I've, I've, I've fucking monopolized, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm like ERM, you know, a fucking band and you can't listen to it unless you buy it from me. Like, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's not what happened, you know? So <laughs> it's, it, 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 it it's tough, right? Because I've, you know, I hate, you know, the thing that I'm doing almost, you know what I mean? I think it's, I don't want to say it's exploitive, but, you know, I think I, by charging as little as I can and not making any money, I think that kind of offsets the high secondary prices and how fashionable these records are. But I also think the, you know, dichotomy, the, you know, the, these <laughs> stupid punk bands that, never made any money and now their records are it's funny right so yeah, I, exactly. I think if you can't laugh at it you know i don't know i'm I, I think about these things a lot i don't i don't know if what i'm doing is the best way to be doing things but it, it works and i think the greater tragedy would be if these bands were never on vinyl so this yes. is the way i've i've figured out how to do it if someone's got a better way like let me know you know, we'll, we'll try it that way, but this is, <laughs> this is what I've come up with and it seems to be working. Okay. So 
yeah dude and like and like you like like you said like you said that like your model like so far like everything that i've seen i i i feel like is is perfect and like the the way you go about your stuff like like that shirt you made that myspace that one was sick dude and then, and then <laughs> yeah, thank you and then i like how the two o'clock girlfriend like like that like how it's on the old school tv and i'm like dude what yeah. the hell like that's sick dude like, so that's okay so that's you know what thank you that's a great segue it was getting kind of you know into the weeds there a little bit so that's good we're back <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're back on top so that was something that i always wanted to do because i think layouts and and graphic design and user experience because i went to school for marketing so my degree's in marketing and okay. i don't really oh, get okay. to use that in my day-to-day -day job you know so this is a way to you know I, is, like is it a fuck you to higher education is it taking a marketing degree and not using it and using it ironically to not make money you know <laughs> I, I don't know like is that punk i think it is so you know <laughs> i think the layouts and you know i want it to just be fresh because i the biggest fear that i have is that eventually like the novelty is gonna wear off right yeah. like people are gonna yeah. look up one day and be like wait a minute what the fuck am I doing here? Like I spend, you know, $60 a month on these dumbass records. Like I'm going to, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose people. Right. Like I get it. It's a very cyclical thing. Like I've had hobbies. Like I was, you know, I've been really into a lot of different things and it, mm -hmm. it ebbs and flows. Like, so I know that I can't capture everyone's attention forever. Like yeah, in yeah. 50 years, it's not going to be the same group of people that are here today. Right. Like you're exactly. going to lose interest at some point. So everything I can do to kind of keep it, fresh is I, I think a benefit and the easiest way is to just kind of change the layout you know yeah. every couple of releases so the first one was kind of this you know 90s mesa you know trash fucking taco bell layout you know like it was very because <laughs> i'm because i'm you know i'm a 90s kid and yeah, I'm yeah. very nostalgic for that you know period of time so you know the the infomercial layout that i have now like i remember being up and you know just watching fucking dumbass infomercials all night, you know? Exactly. So, so that's, you know, I thought that was fun. Put a little edgy twist on it. The first one was very kind of, you know, pop of color, you know, that old Taco Bell style. Like, cause I, I me and my buddies, we just, there was this, you know, near this venue that we all went to, there's Taco Bell. We hang out all night at fucking Taco Bell. So that was kind of my homage to Taco Bell, Heck yeah. you know, where I, where I spent a lot of time just, you know, it wasn't really super thought out. I hadn't nailed the theme yet on the first one. But, you know, going forward, I've got a new layout every couple of months. And, you know, I, I think it keeps it fresh because I, I don't know how long the novelty of this will last. So exactly. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm switching to pre-orders just because I think it's the right time to do that. So I can scale a bit better, get a higher density of bands. I think the audience is large enough where um, it can sustain two releases a month. And I, I never wanted it to be where you're not a real wax vessel band unless you have every single one. Like, I think that's yeah, too nah. aggressive. <laughs> you know, I don't want to punish <laughs> anyone like that, right? Like, that sucks. Yeah. So yeah. I always wanted it to be what does your wax vessel collection say about you? Like, okay. I just want to put out 10,000 releases and let you curate which ones you like exactly. for your collection. Like, let, let the releases define your taste in music. Like, don't just buy everything I put out, even though I do have awesome taste and you could just buy everything I put out. Right. <laughs> but you know, like you, like, like let you decide, like not everything's it's okay. These are all, I just think are good. And yeah. just buy the ones that you like. If you miss out, you know, trade around. Like I would love it where 
you know, it got to be big enough where I could put out, you know, one one a fucking week or something, you know, yeah. four releases a wow. month. And just every there's different, you know, niches, right? So like all the slam dudes are buying all of their slam ones and all of like the mid 2010s, you know, new metalcore beatdown revival stuff, and then all of this old tech grind stuff, and then like new stuff, you know, just a whole, you know, whole lineup of super eclectic, all under the, you know, different umbrellas of music. Like I'd love to do like a jet label. Like, let's do like entities and substructures and shit like that. You know, like that's fucking fun. No one did that on vinyl either. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't think the Sawtooth Grin guys are going to be buying the, you know, last 10 seconds of life stuff, you know, and that's, and that's <laughs> yeah. fine. Like, don't, don't buy I would, everything. But, <laughs> you know, I, I would too, right? But buy the stuff that's, that's relevant to you. And I think that they're all high quality enough with enough thought put into them. And they're all, you know, intentional and deliberate enough where, you know, you can buy something and discover a new band. It's not trade it for something else. So I'm I'm trying to kind of keep it moving and keep it engaging and get fresh blood in. So that's why, I, you know, it, it it's tough. It, it is almost like running it, right? And that's why I think that the pre-orders are going to be important because, you know, one day I will put them up for sale and all 200 will not sell out. And I'll say, oof, okay. So we are on the downswing now do i figure out a different model or does this just you know the last one and we kind of go out on top here and you know blah 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 so it's damn these are these are the things i think about so we'll <laughs> i think we gotta here like i've got you know 2020 and 2021 fully booked two releases a month and i think no if we way get, you know art done tracks done just fully set up i, I can just drag and drop at this point right i spent a lot of time in the beginning building up this pipeline and I, I think if i can round out that pipeline that's the greatest hits like that's everything i want to do accomplish. and if <laughs> people yeah. still give a shit after that then like i'll know other stuff but that's what i wanted to, to put out and i think i'll be able to so that, that that's always been my goal if i can get through these 50 you know i had a list of 100 bands i wanted to do I spoke to most of them. I whittled it down to 50. So I've got 50 releases, you know, locked and loaded. And if I can get through all 50, then I can say, you know, Wax Dust was done and we had a great time. And, you know, all these bands are on vinyl and leave the next decade for someone else. You know what Hell I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah, no, that, like, and dude, uh, that, I, I, I'm so stoked to now see that, like, the, the rest of these 50, it, just, it just, knowing that they're there and waiting is just like oh man oh it's, i can't wait like, it's fun. like you should see this excel spread date like, okay so this one's coming out october 3rd and then you know blah 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 so it's you know the next 50 fully lined up and it you know it's all very deliberate and intentional and i it, it's you know i'm really excited for everyone to see it i hope uh hope everyone's around and still cares <laughs> you know at, at, at release 50 so stay tuned <laughs> I, I honestly feel like they will, like, I don't know, like, especially with bands, like, like trying to like, like new, new bands are trying to like revive the MySpace scene. Like, I feel yeah. like that that's, that's perfect. And I, I always feel like, dude, I don't know why the MySpace scene died because like that music is exactly what I want to hear all the time. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it, it bums me out when I'm like, people are just like only listening to like, like, one certain genre i'm like why don't you want to hear some guy like screeching over like guitars that are like like <laughs> right. broken like it's so I, so who's your big like you know myspace revival band right now like who are you jamming that's like 
taking the old and, and making it new. Cause I'm really into like, you know, like wrist meat razor, you know, like vein and, you know, some of these kind of like revival-esque bands. Like I'm having a blast with all this stuff coming out recently. Dude. Okay. So uh, like, um, honestly, the one that I, like the one that I've been really listening to, if, 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 if anything is uh, like Steve Space Cowboy, just because sure, like, yeah. like I, I worship like heavy, heavy, low, low. And like, they have very like weird stuff like that. But like, I love their like firing squad. Like that record was that's that's yeah. it. Like that was I was like, dude, thank you so much. Their new one is great, but I just it's loved just, how my it's just did. more metalcore. Like like, exactly. it was, like it's not as raw as that first one. Like I get it. And exactly. It's, man. it's like, so funny to watch their progression because I remember like when they were on Zegma Beach. You yep. know the guy that does all of my you know distribution. You know where it turns out. So here's a fun fact. So I'm in Chicago. I yeah. do a lot of work with you know Ryan Peter. Canada, and oh, okay. then right down right down the street lives Dave Cullen. You know the co-owner of Zegma Beach. He lives in Chicago, and the <laughs> other guy, Dave, lives in Canada. So <laughs> it's you know right next to Ryan. So yeah, it lines up really well. And you know the thing that burned me out on my last label was doing thing. So I'm like, I'm not going to ship a single fucking record. That's the shittiest part of having a record label. I don't, well, where's my order? You know, how's it shipped? Yeah. Like I, I have no interest in that. So. I get all these records in, I take my photos and I just drop them off at fucking Dave's house. And he, he just you know, ships everything. It's so nice. I have the easiest job in the world. So <laughs> in that Santa Convain, like that's where I knew him from, was from, you know, Zegma Beach and like putting out that like seven inch and, you know, all of those tapes from like CU Space Cowboy in the beginning, like, you know, yep. all of Connie's old projects, like Flowers Tape Depends and like all of those other kind of like Screamo-esque records that yeah. she was doing at the time. So it's been crazy to watch you know, their progression to be in this little underground internet core band. Like, I, I feel like it could have been any of them. You yeah. know, it could have been, uh, you know, in, in that same vein, like, you know, Prosthetic is swooping up like meth. Like, Seb is a fucking genius. Like, he's been in a thousand bands in Illinois. You know, um, Wrist Meat Razor, like, you know, all the guys from like Glass Killing Floor and stuff. It, it, like, all of these kind of scene core bands are getting kind of picked up by all yeah. these big labels. Like, I mean, Rise picked up Bloodbather. Um, trying to like did any i mean so I, I think it's fun i think we're gonna see two or three years more of that like i think as these bands get bigger it's going to influence some up-and-coming bands and then we'll have like you know third wave revival here i think we're in the heart of second wave but i think we're getting close to you know people listing you know see you space cowboy as an influence yeah right <laughs> when yep. you know when truthfully, like, see, Space Cowboy is just kind of an amalgam of like all of these, you know, MySpace bands. So I think when it <laughs> becomes its own thing, like, we are truly in third wave here. So I'm excited to see where that. Oh, dude, yes, dude, seriously. And then honestly, dude, you know it's gonna happen, but there's gonna be like, dude, like, I want to be a wax vessel band. Like, they're they're yeah, that's right. going. <laughs> I can't sure. wait for that band, dude. I mean, because there's there are labels that have certain sounds, right? Oh, so yeah, like, you yeah. Know, you like, uh, you know artisan era like that is definitely you know like if you're going to be like an artisan era core band it's like you're going to be like noodly, noodly tech yeah so you know maybe that would be uh, i don't know i don't want you know wax Russell to kind of become an entity right because it's just too much attention like it feels masturbatory right like it's, it's just too much like i'm just a dude right i, I think i'm just <laughs> like it's just fucking yeah. records who cares like i didn't even do anything like all of these like i said these bands were already proven to be successful, right? Like it's really the dudes at DeBello and like 187 
and like black market activities, like all of those great fucking labels from back in the day. Like they did all the real work. Fucking idiot just riding their coattails. I'm like, dude, I just like kind of pick it out of a lineup. I'm like, that one, that one's good. Let's do it. You know? So but, it's but you're doing it. That's the thing. Like, dude, I, I I literally have not seen another like dude. I found I, I don't know how you say it, is like cl- cl- I, I always I always thought oh, like, wow. so I the only reason I know to say is because at one point I did girl actually took a bird sexing class in college. Uh-huh. And you know the the cloaca is the combined urethra anus of birds, so that's why bird poop is so gross because it's pee and poop mixed together. They don't have a butthole; it's just a cloaca. Oh, so, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> so it's you know bird in, in hole where all of the poop and pee comes out. Oh damn, dude! Oh dude, like <laughs> that's gross, <laughs> and it's like yeah, it's gross. perfect. <laughs> but, like, so, I mean, it, it matches yeah. the band, and it's perfect, dude. Right. Like and like. I never heard, I've never heard of that band. Like, and then when, when I saw it on your label, I was like, oh, I don't listen to it. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Why did I not know about this? Like, again, dude, it's amazing. Well, fun fact, that's, um, that's Rich again from the Sawtooth Grin. That was his other band. So that, you know, <laughs> no way. That, right. So that's, that's him. And then, you know, Nick, Nick Prayer. And that was, um, that was kind of like proto cyber grind. And that's like another huge part of, that era that I liked because it was the first time again in history, similar to it being the first time where you could have internet fandoms and be an internet band, be popular in a hometown. That's not your own without being like some big signed multinational act. Yeah. Was it was the first time people could record their own music in a effective way and like program their own interest instruments. So it's all of this stuff that we would later, you know, come to call cyber grind or whatever. And I, I think cloacal kiss was, you know th- those drums it was iconic at the nobody had that kind of it's like you know there was like we come with broken teeth and yeah you know, insert disc and you know i am air and all that but this was like let's make the instruments and have a band like you can have one-man bands yeah you know it, it, like for the first time that were you know compelling so yeah, I, exactly. I think that was a really like that's that's why ugh, man i could <laughs> like that you know that's why i like MySpace. I like, you know, the, the, the international scene from a, you know, small kind of humble beginning and, you know, self, self-producing music. Cause that's what everybody is now. Like they were the forefathers of, you know, recording beat down in your fucking basement. Right. Like that's yep. what everybody does now. So I think it's really, really cool from that perspective too. Dude, like that's so, yeah, <laughs> dude. You're a very smart man. Like, well, like, <laughs> like it's, you I, know, I spent a lot. I spent a lot of time thinking about it. You know, and I, it's always been like a really, you know, it's always been like a hobby of mine. That's sick, Here. dude. Like, see, like that, 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 that to me is like you. You know, I don't know. Like you said, like you, you know what you like, and this, and you're putting out what you like, and you know what the people like because it's what you like, and you have good right. taste. And like, <laughs> I said ironically, but it's like when you spend. I mean, it, it's it's the same thing. Like, if you spend a lot of time like looking at stocks, like you're good at stocks, right? Yeah. I just spend a lot of time on the internet looking at bands. So, you know, you can kind of see, you know, these these tides and these you know shifts in in public opinion, right? Like, you know that you know someone's probably going to get signed before they do. It's like right now yeah. we're overdue for you know pure noise to sign another you know metalcore band, and it's yep. probably going to be like someone we've seen on a split recently it's gonna be like serration or like dying with 
You know what I mean? Yep, so yep. I, I, we're, <laughs> I'm telling you, we're overdue. If you're pure noise to sign a metalcore band, you know, I don't know who it is, but it's going to be someone that's been buzzing on the internet. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out, but you know, you spend enough time and you can kind of see these patterns and you know what people you like. And I, I knew that was the time to start a vinyl label, right? Like we're peak vinyl metal and core collectors is in full swing, you know, Facebook and Instagram and, you know, all these platforms have kind of let people start a business and sell things and, you know, have these kind of, visual products on all of these, you know, visual mediums and it, 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 everything just kind of converged at, at the right, right place, right time. So exactly, you know, it, it's been easy. It's been fun. That's so sick, dude. Like that makes me so stoked, dude. Like, and, and like, like I do. And that's, yeah. And that's the first thing. And I, and I said that to anybody and I'm like, you know, like you included, it's like, go start a label. Just like there's a band that you like that no one else is listening to just fucking make a tape and sell it for $1 more than it costs to make and then give that dollar to the band. Cause you like that band anyway. Like why not just do something that's fun? Cause you know, you do stuff that's fun anyway without the expectation of getting paid. And that's it's not true. that yeah. much work. Like everybody should make a label. Like why not? Like let's all, you know, we all love music. We're all music fans. Like let's give something back to the, you know, like, that's kind of where I'm approaching it from. That's aw- That's amazing. That sounds Dude, like, dude, I I can't wait for people to hear this. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, they, like, because I hope people are like, I hope that one dude that's listening is like the one dude that's listening is gonna be like. <laughs> I, I, mean, I hope so too. Like, I hope someone like makes a tape label because you know, yeah. like, just like just do it. If you've been thinking about it, like, just do it. It takes no time. The barrier to intro, the barrier entry is zero dollars. Like, just find a band, like a local band, and just you know, just care about it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, put yourself out there. Like, be a little bit vulnerable. I like this band. Here's the reason why I like them. Like, I'm sure you see that I go on, like, giant rambling tirades all the time about everything. So <laughs> I think it's, you know, when you're passionate about things, like, people respond to that. Why do you like this band? Like, tell me about it. Like, I want to hear why you like it, you know? Yeah. And, it, and if you do, then I'm going to buy it, you know? So just of course. let me buy a tape from you. Like, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of music out there I haven't heard to hear it. So help me. Start a label. Like, and that's why labels are important. Like labels move taste like labels you know are influencers before that you know word got corrupted i guess but yeah you know like labels as at this point right if wax dust was to put something out you have a general idea of probably what it's going to be and you're probably going to like it yeah. right and you're going to in turn buy it and give the band money exactly. whereas if the band just put it out themselves you'd never hear of it like that's why labels are important they drive taste you know they drive purchases and i think that you it's really hard to say that labels are bullshit and that labels deserve no money because labels are like putting themselves out there and spending money to like take a risk on bands to put them out there to let people hear them so i think that that's important and i think that sure larger labels have probably lost a little bit sight of that yeah but at the end of the day like you know, large labels don't just pop up overnight. Like they started with small labels, right? Like everybody loves music. Like cut labels some fucking slack. Like I'm tired of people like shitting on labels all the time, you know? Hell yes, dude. No, exactly. That's so true. Like, and also like, like it's not that I was like shitting on labels, but you've honestly opened no, my no. eyes a lot more. Like just by saying well, not you. No, well, no, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, I didn't mean you. Yeah. Like here's a good, <laughs> like, so Rise Records signed, you know, Bloodbather, who are like a very, niche obscure band right and they're gonna put out you know a full length and a bunch of people are gonna hear it 
and they're going to go, holy shit, I like that sound. I wonder what else sounds like that. And then yep. they're going to find some other bands and those are going to sell more records than, and those bands are like, it elevates the whole industry. Yeah. You know? So it takes these large labels taking a chance on breaking a band that is kind of defining a genre. You know, it takes, you know, pure noise, you know, putting out knock loose for everyone to be fucking caring about metalcore now. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And like how many metalcore bands are making money and getting signed because knock loose you know, got signed to a record label. Like yep. I used to see them. Whew, I used to see them play to fucking 50 people at the Thompson house, you know, like in Kentucky and like, nobody gave a shit. And then, you know, like little heart, you know, put out that first, you know, put out pop culture and some people kind of gave a shit then. And then, you know, boom, you know, that <laughs> laugh tracks came out and yep. everyone was talking about knock loose. And then we saw this entire metalcore revival. You know, like I, I'm going to say that they were the catalyst. And I know, like, you know, I get it. Like everyone was doing metalcore before Knock Loose. Knock Loose isn't that good, but they are, you know, like they, yeah. you know, kind of defined the sound. They, you know, gave that sound a face and a band. And because yeah. of that, like other labels exist and that are putting out other bands. And then those bands are influencing other, like it, it creates, it's a whole ecosystem. It's all self-contained. And it's because of a label that took a chance on a band. Like labels yeah. are so important. Damn, dude. Yeah, 100%. Dude, I am I am in that boat with you, dude. We're we're hanging okay. out right now. Like that's Great. Okay, fuck, good. Fuck that's yes, that's dude. my that's my people who say labels suck actually suck tirade. So, you know, <laughs> save that as a soundboard and just, you know, put that in a 5-second YouTube video so I can drop that in fucking metal and core collectors. <laughs> whenever someone says that labels suck, you know? Dude, damn, dude. Yeah, because like it, it, because like in a way like the, the label is the central hub that like 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 you said like you sign that 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 you like you sign that one band well now i'm gonna go on that label and see what other bands they have signed so yeah dude right. like it it's needs like, to it, be it's there. like saying that it's like saying that high fashion is stupid it's yeah. like yeah i guess if you take it at face value these outfits are ridiculous but yeah. like it's establishing trends that trickle down and then one day it like makes the shirt that you're gonna buy at target Yep, you know, yep. like it, it's it, it's that that's what we're doing. Like, that's what labels do. And I think I'm not trying to discount being an independent band because yeah. I think that's really hard and you'll make more money. But, you know, I, I think you it, I think it's I don't know. I think you got to choose. Do you want to participate in culture or do you just want to, you know, make money? And I think both are equally as important. Like, I will never say that a band is not entitled to make money. I think every band should be independent, but also I think every band should be on a label. Right. Yeah, so exactly it's tough to say, but I think that there's ups and downs with both, but yeah, I, oh, I don't oh, think you definitely. can just discount it entirely, you know? Yeah. Damn dude. Like, and then like, I know, like, I know this is like, just like, like I mean, of course it's on the still, still the topic of this, but like, I, I totally agree with all like that 100% because like, I've always thought like, because like every band thinks about like, Yo, I, I would love to be on a label because they've always heard that 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 golden story. Like, I'm gonna get signed. I'm gonna make money, and I can do music yeah. as, as a as a living. And like, ninety percent of the time, like, dude, like you're breaking even if not sure. even if, and then like you're opening up for some six shows. Yeah, which I would love to do. But the thing is, sure. like, you're not gonna you you gotta put in your years, man. Like, like it, it, yeah, it, and it, it unless like you're like in a way like how you were saying like and what i believe is like how you're knocked loose yes they put in their time but the thing is like they had the sound that people started liking bam they exploded yeah. i think it's 
and it, and it all goes back to you know stealing music right yeah. so that's why piracy just ruined the music industry and it'll never be the same because of that like music has been commoditized like there's yeah. too many bands you know because of home recording and yep. because of piracy you know the value of music is zero dollars you know for some reason like it sucks yeah. so I, I think these bands do have to kind of you know battle it out and you know unfortunately kind of edge one another out because there's a there's a fixed amount of money right yeah like yep for people to spend on music so you know all i can say is if you find a band like buy their cd buy a t-shirt buy a record like just you know buy fucking stuff from bands right like it you know if you enjoy something just buy it you know that, that's all i gotta say yeah and 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 then just uh 10 years down the road wax vessel will press it so it just <laughs> right. wait actually comes full circle right you're right actually, yeah. don't buy it, right like, let the band break up and then 10 years will go by. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, also I, I've wanted to know is like, have I've, I know you've definitely thought about it, but like, have you sure. ever like, like wanted to like thought about doing a seven inch ever no. like on anything? No, no. Nope. Oh, okay. Zero. Okay. And, and you know what? Yeah. And you're probably saying, well, Nick, you know, that doesn't make any sense because you put out releases that were 11 minutes of music on a 12 inch <laughs> record. And I'd say, yeah, that's correct. Uh, here's the, so I think, and this is completely, completely my opinion, and okay. it's wrong, right? So <laughs> seven inches definitely have a place in the vinyl community. Ten inches definitely have a place in the vinyl community. But 12-inch records are the superior format because, they one, yeah. they hold the most music, right? Mm -hmm. That's what everything is. So you don't have to have a special shelf on your shelf just for your 10 inches and seven inches, which I yeah. hate. Yeah. And two, <laughs> you know, what's better then if you have 21, 20 minutes worth of material, which could have been a seven inch, but instead it's a single sided 12 and you don't have to flip it. That's true. Rec records are fucking terrible. Like there's a reason nobody likes records anymore. It's a reason <laughs> that we have to make them colorful to get people to buy them, right? <laughs> so it's, it's because they're inconvenient. Yeah. And I think that having a single sided 12 inch record gets it as close as possible to actually being a nice music listening experience. So I think Hell that yeah. is the ideal form factor for, you know, these short grind albums. Cause you just put it on, you rip through a side and then you're done. You know, like you don't have to get up and like flip a record. Like it's, you know, some people like, you know, the ritual of listening to a record. And so do I, like I have a lot of records with two sides and I don't mind, you know, flipping them, but yeah, yeah. You know, why, why flip a record if you don't have, so that's why I'm single sided 12 till I die and all 10 inches can get fucked. Like I have nothing to say about 10 inch records. <laughs> so fucking stupid like whoever invented that's an asshole like no reason for 10 inch <laughs> records it's the same price as a 12 just make a 12 inch record like who cares dude i love how Ugh. i love how much hate like i felt that hate behind that yeah, 10 -inch, i hate dude. it nothing makes me more mad than when i see a band like we're pressing vinyl and i'm like fuck yeah i'm gonna buy it and they're like it's a 10 inch and then i don't buy it i will not buy it like i have no interest in buying your band's 10 inch record it makes no sense it's the oh dumbest God. format like I, I don't get it dude that's special, special packaging special special shelf you know it, 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 ugh, <laughs> disgusting like I don't, i'm getting i'm getting spun up just thinking about it <laughs> dude see like like the like a record that i i, I bought probably like a couple uh like a month ago if, if anything was uh phoenix bodies uh the yeah uh, raise the bullshit flag the, or yeah sure yeah like that probably could have been a single-sided record now at this point that it, I thought about it. It could and, have. Yeah. 
And because when I have to flip it, it's like, oh, damn, like that first side's what? 10 seconds. And then the second right. side's like 10 seconds. And like, but like, dude, I like that idea because you have like made it to where it's like, I don't need to flip it. It's basically like putting on a CD at this point. Yeah, and it really is. It's, it. it's, it's trying to get as much convenience as possible out of an inconvenient format. So yeah. I think it's kind of the best of both worlds. You get all of the ease of playability of a CD, the format artwork of an LP. Um, you know, because what's the difference between a seven inch and a CD? You know, actually nothing. Yeah. Right. Except yeah, seven exactly. inches sound worse and are less convenient. <laughs> right. Yeah. So not a great compromise in my so every south every seven inch should be a single sided 12 every 10 inch should be a, a 12 inch with maybe with one track on the b side you know because you have to make a b side on a 10 inch anyway it's the same cost effectively <laughs> or you know a 12 inch record so you know I, I think 12 inch is the perfect if only because i'm you know neurotic and i, I don't like having shelf tents <laughs> it makes sense dude <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay, so okay, so I have I have two more questions for you, and then I, can, I okay, good. Uh, let's see. So, uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Like, this has been so sick. I I've been wanting to know this stuff for 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 the longest time. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm having a blast. Like, I, I will tell you, it's dinner with my fiance. So I I will give you you know two. I think we're all <laughs> getting a fucking two hours here. Oh fuck. Okay. So yeah, I will. Let's get a couple more questions. Hit, okay, I'll, I'll get dude. I'll get spun up anyway. It'll take another hour. <laughs> dude yes exactly what do we got? Dude, right so um like just because like me and him are one of the the coolest bands like ever and like yes i just I've, I've been wanting to know like how was it working with them and also this being it, your first three lp release like sure. how does that feel like 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 so both it's, of those? It, it's kind of a mixed bag so to kind of talk about the band i mean obviously they're iconic yes. right so even going back to knock loose again like when yep. they were on tour they had a me and him cover song, you know yes. what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, they're, they're, they're still a part of the conversation in current yeah. year. So I, I think that they really kind of set the stage for this kind of, you know, I, I'm going to call it proto emo. They were really, you know, emo violence before emo violence. Yeah. You know, grindy kind of emotive, you know, angry fucking music. And it, it just really resonated with a lot of people. Like I don't think many bands have kind of been able to do that recently. Yeah. Um. So, huge band, but they they kind of suffered from wrong place, wrong time. You know, they didn't sign to the right label. I feel like, you know, because yeah. me and him, me and him called us could have been, see you next Tuesday. Like oh, they could have been easy. You know, the, they could have been Tony Danza. Like they yes. they could have been Converge even if I if may be so bold. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know they 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 were there. They, right yeah, place. Okay right time the sound was good they were pushing boundaries it was you know it just didn't happen for him unfortunate so yeah i feel like doing this record is writing that wrong at least a little bit exactly in my eyes you know what i mean like let's give them you know their time in the, you know they they never got that so let's you know every 10 years let's make sure to talk about me and call it out. <laughs> yeah know, like let's not yeah. <laughs> right so you know that was kind of you know my motivation for doing it you know i, I think vinyl is just more intimate than a and having all of these things collected into one set is, you know, is going to be a good experience. Like you can sit down and, you know, a hundred years from, you know, your grandkids could pull it out and open it and play these, right? Like it's an archival format. It will allow me and him call it us after all of the server deletions and Apple music shutting down, you know, it can still exist. And there Hell will, yeah. you know, be a place in the world for me and him call it us. Like 
which I think is important because the band's very important. Yes, but, exactly. But also that same thing, it, it you know, it makes me feel dumb because there's other bands like I'm probably Oh, like there's no reason for anyone in the future to be listening to O. Oh, like that's yeah. not, you know, <laughs> a good album, right? But yeah, it's fun. Exactly. So, you know, you, you pick your battles, right? So, you know, me and M College, I think it's very important for that. The other thing is that for this ELP release, I actually had to build or get commissioned fully custom packaging. So, oh. you know, they, they, they took it back from the 70s, M Pack, and it's not a traditional free. 3LP where it's like that one in the middle and it folds yeah, out from yeah. the side. Imagine a gatefold record, but yeah. then another gatefold after it. So it's like a book. So it's oh, pages of LPs. Sick. You know, so it's a true double gatefold, but no one does those anymore because they're yeah. insanely expensive to manufacture. And I'm like, well, you know, fuck it. Like, just do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I had to have them remake templates and remake a machine to do that packaging. Oh my and God. then also that packaging itself had to be redone because it also has to house a 72 page double-sided book. So, <laughs> you know, that's another inch of thickness. So it's a <laughs> mega wide spine, three LP with a book in it. It's just the most opulent packaging. And the thing that's great about it is that it, re- but the thing that sucked about it, you know, to your earlier, I never do any seven inches or anything. Yeah. Is that I want your wax vessel shelf to be you know continuous i want it to have a sense of identity and continuity i want you to know looking at it that it's the wax vessel shelf that's yeah. why all of my spines are reversed people call me out on that all the time but it's like oh. if you're looking through your collection all of my text is backwards on the spines so it stands out on your wax vessel shelf you know what Hell i mean yes. so yeah so all those little details like if I, I think about it a lot and this 3lp box set fortunately it rules, but unfortunately, that is now the standard that it has to be for every discography set now. Yep. So, you know, every band that has three LP, it has to be that. So, sorry guys, it's going to be a hundred and five dollars. <laughs> so, you know, it, it kind of a double edged sword. I think yeah. it's worth it for me and him call it us. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of bands that many albums worth of material that aren't worth it. Like, you know, from a second story window, I'd yeah. love to do them. That would be three LP. 3-4 LP. So I'm really excited to kind of finally get this out into the world. I think it's really going to resonate with people. It's you know the nicest release I've put out so far. And if yeah. anything, it just makes me wish that this platform has always been this big. So bands like Tower of Rome and Destroyer Destroyer could have had this level as well. So yeah. they were, you know, kind of the guinea pigs. You know, they kind of put their trust in me in the beginning and that kind of built the label to where it is today. And I'm eternally thankful for that, but they didn't get, you know, the level of, you know, opulence that some of these later bands are getting. So exactly, you know, double-edged sword again, yin and yeah. yin, you know, <laughs> such is life. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's, that's, that's amazing, dude. Like, because like, and again, like, I'm just so glad it was, it was able to work out like that. But... Oh, I'm telling you, it was, well, it, it almost didn't, right? Because, you know, Blake, yeah. you know, he's notoriously a rock star, right? So he hates me and him call it us. He's like, that's oh, weird. Past. Like, let it die. Fuck that band. So, you know, me and Aaron yeah. spent literally a year putting this entire thing together. And then we presented it to Blake. And he's like, oh, yeah, pretty good. Like, that what? was, <laughs> you know, and that's what? we're like, okay. Right. So he just, 
every band he's in, he hates. And everyone doesn't want to work with him. Like, Dead in the Dirt, the other greatest oh, band in the world. Yes. That was, you know, Blake's Seriously. band. Like, that's Blake from me and him called us. Yeah. Like, so, you know, that band broke up. You know, he hates the band. And now he's in, um, what is it, Mortal Coil? Infernal uh, Coil, yeah. Infernal Coil, thank you. He's in Infernal Coil. All, all the members quit. You know, so it, it, no, no one's in Infernal Coil anymore either. So, wow. you know, it's, it, it's, she's got a long history of, you know, unfortunate. And that's because he's a true artist. You know, yeah. he's got a, a, a direction and a mindset and he knows the music he wants to create. And look at his fucking track record, right? So, yeah. you know, just let him do his thing. And, you know, and that was a big hurdle. So in the beginning, it, it almost didn't happen just because Blake was not on board. And I said, you know, Blake, I know you've probably been bitten by labels a lot, but it's 100% of the money to you. You can do whatever you want. Like, there's not going to be a label man saying, oh, we can't do a LP to save a dollar. You know, I'm like, we'll, <laughs> yeah. do, we'll do whatever the fuck you want. You know, he's like, well, you got to, you know, you got to pay, you, gotta, you know, you got to buy art from previous members of the band and put in the book. I say, whatever. So, you know, there's a lot of that in there. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff like that in there just to kind of placate these previous members. But I, I think that, you know, the product at the end of it is, and you know, I, I think everybody's really into it. So I'm I'm happy that it gets. I think everyone else is as well. And oh yeah, even though it almost didn't, I think it all kind of worked out for the best year. Oh heck yeah, dude! Like it, it it's perfect, man. Like oh, I can't wait. It's, yeah, you're gonna. I mean, there's a lot of. I, I I can only you know write so much in these Facebook posts, but I mean, I'm telling you, like Kai, you know, Kai Blackwell from Lab Thirteen. Yeah. So I, I found him, you know, I forget. I think he did, he did a logo for me. But okay. um, everything in that book is an actual thing he did. So, wow. you know, he would, he would, you know, take an ink quill and write stuff out and scan it in, or he would get a label maker and print out the label. Like it, it's all material things that are created and then, you know, scanned in. Oh, so it's, yes. you know, which I love. Like, I'm sure yeah. you know, if anyone who's looking at wax vessels noticed, like everything has this kind of skeuomorphic material property to it. Like I love textures and paper and, you know, static and film grain. Like I love all of these kind of elements based, you know, in the physical world. So, you know, me and him call it us. The cover art was a, you know, five foot painting in oil that I had commissioned. Brother wow. of the guy from Paul Bearer, right? Wow. So he, he, painted, he painted this big painting for me. I took it to a museum center and they scanned it in. You know, everything was kind of, you know, everything was done. It's kind of real space. I think it makes it a, you know, compelling, you know, box yeah. to kind of go through. This. There's a lot of like textures and, you know, colors and all of this great stuff for you to really kind of dive into. Like there's pressed flowers and, you know, cellophane and stickers. And like, it's like, it's insane. It's ornate. Damn, dude. That's so, so sick. I man. think it's, it's going to be a lot to enjoy. And oh, then also... Yeah. You know, Doug Walker, secretary, he did a huge ass fucking painting too. Because I'm like, man, we've got these interior gatefolds. So we've got the external art. And then on the inside, he did a piece where it looks like the back of the canvas, like the chipboard of the painting had like bled through. And that's the interior. So all it's so cool, so deliberate. You know, all of these, you know, artists kind of coming together. I think it's a great platform, you know, wax vessel anyway, 
where I have, you know, th this way sell records at pretty much any price. Like I'm going to sell this for a sells it. And because of that, I can kind of enlist all of these people in the scene and, you know, keep this velocity of money going within this kind of little community, you know, yeah. which I think is, is very important. So I think if I can get the band some money, get artists money, because that's another underserved demographic of people in the scene. Like nobody's paying metal artists enough money, yeah. you know? So <laughs> I think if we get the music out there, get artists paid, get bands paid, have a nice, you know, packaging thing and, and nice product to present people and do all of these things. Like that's, that's a win for me. So I'm couldn't be happier with how this whole thing turned out. Heck yes, dude. That's, that's perfect. And uh, so <laughs> damn dude, like, that's so positive And I'm so stoked because like, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I think it's, you know, I think people can do these things and I, I'm not going to say for the wrong reason. Yeah. You know, everyone should be paid. Like if you're doing a job in the music industry, your time is worth money. Yeah. So I, I don't want, you know, Wax Festival to set a precedent that other people need to do <laughs> label shit for free. Right. But that's the only way I was able to find to get this level of release at the price point. Like if I had to factor in my time, it'd be a $200 release. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, so, right. So it's kind of, I have the privilege where I'm able to have, you know, a job that affords me, you know, the, the extra income where I can, you know, do these kinds of things. So I think that using that for, you know, selling out and being a fucking corporate banking guy, I think that, you know, is not punk, but then <laughs> using that to kind of do this stuff kind of balances it out in the grand scheme of things. I think. Oh yeah, definitely. 100% dude. Dude. And, oh, wow. then, and then do I gotta take a break. Hold on. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that's... <laughs> well, don't don't worry, man. It's almost over. I only, I only have one question. No, <laughs> I, I, I didn't like... no, I don't. Do okay. So, so honestly, like my brother thought of this, and I I think it's a, yeah. I, it's a funny question. And uh, so, if your label was a TV show, what TV okay. show would it be? Holy shit! Okay. So <laughs> it would be. Okay, hold on. So I, I know <laughs> I know what it would be, but I don't know. So it would be something. So what? What's a show that started off super niche and was just made for itself, like a show made with no compromise, like it completely in the vision of the creators that then somehow got popular based off of. So I, I don't know. Maybe I mean it's like like a Rick and Morty, you know, whole... like that was never meant to be a show, but it yeah. is. Yeah, you know, or like a uh, you know, Tim like and a, Eric, Tim and yeah, you know what? I'm gonna have to say <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> it's it's Tim and Eric. So it, it's that. It's yeah, you're right. Fuck, it is Tim and Eric. Um, <laughs> it's a you know what, like a home movie. Yeah, you know, like it's a, oh yeah. yeah. I think it's got to be that, or it's got to be. Um, I, I can't think of like a live action show. Like maybe. I don't know. I'm, I, that, that, that's a good question. I wish I would have had that one earlier. I could have had a really nice answer for that. But I think for right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it like Venture Bros, Tim and Eric, like Adult Swim type yeah. of. You know what? If it was a network, it would be Adult Swim. <laughs> Dude, show yeah, show is perfect. too specific. But let's put it in the label context, right? Adult Swim <laughs> is the label, Dude, and yeah. they're you know right. So 
<laughs> Dude, we'll yes. give it that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. TV networks are labeled. You know, if it's on Adult Swim, you know it's going to be good. You know what you're signing up for, right? Exactly. Dude, it all yeah. it all comes back to content aggregators and tastemakers. So, <laughs> dude, everyone allows labels exist in every other industry except for music, right? <laughs> like we're okay with <laughs> that's so true. You know, we're we're okay with clothing brands. You know, we're okay with production studios for movies, but you know, not music though. Fuck labels, <laughs> <laughs> dude. It's so true. That's insane, dude. Oh wow. fuck! Well, dude, it has been an absolute pleasure. I, 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 I've had, I'm having a blast, but it's like, fuck! I got to go back to work tomorrow, and I got to eat dinner. So I, oh. I've had such a good time. Thank you for having me on. Like, dude. I think this is gonna be, you know, let me know when this goes up. Like, shoot, you know, send it to my friends and shit. You know? Yeah, of so, course, dude. Definitely. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not kidding. So here, you know what? Hold on. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it really quick, just and so I can, I'm gonna say a fake goodbye, and then I want to talk to you okay. after, just for like a couple minutes. <laughs> sure. No, of course. Okay, hold on. So, uh, so uh, Nicholas, it's been great talking to you, and I will talk to you later. Absolutely. You know what? I'm sure we're going to have a little chat on Instagram or Facebook after this. So it's, yeah. it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. You know what? If you ever want to have you know, a roundtable episode, let's get a bunch of guys, and we can just talk the shit about something. Like, I love doing content. Like, I, I love talking about music. So let's, you know, let's do it again sometime. Like, let's do it next week. Like, you know, like let's do Slow it again. Down. So, yes. you know, let me know anytime. I'd love to. I had a blast. Thank you for having me. You know, couldn't have had more fun. Hell yes, dude. Thank you so much, man. Absolutely, dude. All right. Okay. So, first of all, isn't it crazy that, I don't know, like, I, to me, it's insane that I have just, I just talked to Nicholas. I, I, I only know of his six super sick label and all the super cool bands that he's been putting out. But like knowing that I don't even know him and I got to talk to him for that long and I, I, I got to learn so much about something that I love. And it was it was amazing. It was so much fun, like I always say. But like, d like, oh, how can you not enjoy that? That was so cool. Like there was so much information and he... It was such a smart he's such an intelligent dude and can convey his 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 ideas so well and like i love that that was amazing it was such an intellectual talk and it was it was perfect so like huge huge thanks to wax vessel slash nicholas that was in that was so much fun i had a blast talking to talking to him like i like i said i've never i've randomly sent him a couple messages here and there on instagram and knowing that he was behind it makes it even cooler he is such a genuine human being and he wants to do it for the right reasons i love it it's it's so sick so again thank you nicholas for coming on that was way too much fun and please please go check out wax vessel if you have not there are some records that you will not believe that he has put out and the the ones that come are probably going to be stupidly amazing so i'm i'm even more stoked like he is doing what should have been done years ago so uh, thank you so much for coming on and thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, honestly, I will see you on the next one. Goodbye.